from UNH, Cooperative Extension. This is Overinformed on IPM. Way back in the early aughts, I got myself a degree in horticulture at Virginia Tech. I'm not really sure why, but I thought I would end up growing pretty nursery trees out west somewhere really cool. Um, My interests quickly turned, but I'll always remember my nursery crops class. Um, Aside from the class where our professor brought in his childhood hoe, as part of a lesson on hard work, some of the most memorable lessons included phone calls from local nurserymen to chat about the industry. One call-in session, we were talking about cull piles, um, how to make decisions to cull plants that you couldn't sell and, and then what to do with that, that pile of rejected plants. The nurseryman uh, kept talking about plants getting rickets. When asked to clarify, he said rickets was just something plants get sometimes. (laughs) And uh, we're getting ready to start the season, and this is a great time to talk about plant rickets. Um, Actually, the term we use in IPM is malady. Now, this term is used for problems that are caused by abiotic conditions, so non-living things, not an insect or a mite or a disease or a mammal or anything like that. The most common source of malady is usually some kind of nutrient deficiency. Sometimes malady is caused by extreme temperature, humidity, wind, UV light. Um, Herbicide contamination is often considered among maladies. Um, In this week's episode, I spoke with a colleague down in Rhode Island about something I'll be calling potting mix malady. My name is Andy Raiden. I work for University of Rhode Island Cooperative Extension. I've been there since 2012. I used to live in Nova Scotia and I worked there for a while doing some research with uh, municipal solid waste compost and vegetables. And actually municipal solid waste compost is very common commodity in Nova Scotia because they have a province-wide residential composting. Andy's current role has him doling out IPM advice and identifying problems with commercial growers in Rhode Island, and he kept coming across a problem. I encountered what was purported to be container media being used at a couple of farms and a couple of growers I work with, they were showing me their greenhouse seedlings that they were growing, you know, transplants to set out and they were having trouble. And I was looking at their plants and I was like, well, I mean, I think I can, I think I can figure out what's going on here. Well, where are you getting this potting mix? And they told me, oh, well, these guys gave us some, uh, you know, a free um, a super sack of potting mix for us to try out. And I was like, well, your problem here is your potting mix. What happens next in this story is why extension is so important and why specialists like Andy are so fantastic. He got some money from the state to study the problem alongside the guys producing the problematic potting media in question. And so I created a whole systematic screening of a bunch of different blends, looked at 
particle size distribution. Um, we measured porosity of our mixtures. We also measured porosity of other compost-based, commercially available mixtures. In fact, I've found out that most of these companies that are making compost-based potting mixes have really poor particle size distribution profiles and really poor porosity, kind of discovering that the way they make them is rather unsystematic and haphazard, essentially using payloaders and um, cement pads and scooping and flipping and scooping and flipping rather than doing a really good homogeneous mixing procedure. Also, what I'm finding out is they're overmixing. I'm going to jump in here and cover some soil and soilless media basics. By definition, a soil is a material composed of minerals, living organisms, organic matter, gas, and water. By living organisms, let's remember that we're talking about a, a really wide diversity of both good guys and bad guys, macroorganisms like insects, other arthropods, and annelids or worms, all sorts of stuff. Um, as well as microorganisms like fungi and bacteria. The term soilless media has been used for the mixes we use in potted plants and transplants. These mixes are primarily organic matter like peat moss or core, some minerals added back in like those big white perlite pellets or vermiculite. And a lot of new products come with um, a desirable fungi added back in. So that's the distinction between soil and soilless media. That balance of minerals, organic matter, air, and water is important in soil as well as soilless potting media. You'll hear Andy talking about porosity and macropore space and micropore space. Um, generally, just think of macropore space as space in soil that's big enough that the adhesive and cohesive properties of water aren't strong enough to hold that water in place, which allows that water to drain out, air to take its place um, after a rain or watering if you have really well-drained fields, well-drained containers. Um, field capacity is the point where water has drained out of a macropore space, but there's still plenty of water in the, the micropore space um, kind of clinging to the surface of soil particles. And that's that sweet spot where there's plenty of air um, and there's still plenty of water for, for happy roots. Back to Andy on the over-mixing of compost-based potting mixes. Also, what I'm finding out is they're overmixing and they're overworking the stuff. And just like a good, like a good pancake batter or a muffin batter, you shouldn't overwork it because when you overwork it, you're breaking particles down into finer and finer and finer bits, and you wind up with much too high a percentage of particles that are of a fine scale. And what those do is they start to take up all the all the macropore space. And when you're using material that's in cells or pots or whatever containers you're using, the watering and the drying and the watering and the drying causes this stuff to turn into a brick. And then eventually when people are watering, they're never actually getting the water to penetrate down to the bottoms of the cell. Meanwhile, the roots are starving for water and oxygen. And so, you know, like when I was looking at different people's plants that were doing poorly, I would unpot them and I'd show them, look what's going on down underneath here. Do you have any good rules of thumb 
um, when people are shopping for a new source of compost or potty mix or, or organic. Did you, did you see my newsletter that I just sent out? Yeah. That's readable material, but I could also just, you know, verbally say right now, um, problem here is people don't have a stack of sieves and a sieve shaker to go figure out what the particle size distribution of their product that they bought purchased is. That is something I've offered to people in Rhode Island anyway. Like if they want to, if you're mixing up your own mix, let's say, and you want to bring it to me, I'll do some tests on it for a small fee. We'll, we'll see how it, how it comes out, you know, and before you start growing plants, you can learn a lot by just doing a few tests, a few simple tests. So one is doing the, the shaking thing and fractioning out the different particle sizes. And you really should have at least 60% of what are considered medium-sized particles, which basically range from a half millimeter to two millimeter. Anything above two millimeter is considered coarse. Everything below a half a millimeter is considered fine. Several of these mixes were showing, we were getting anywhere from 30 to 55% fine particles by weight when really that should be no higher than 20%. Also, we test uh, porosity, which is a kind of an interesting procedure. So what you're measuring there is the air porosity. You're essentially sort of measuring how much air is in a mix when the material is at what we would call field capacity out in the field. In a container, the industry named it container capacity. So then we can come up with the micropore space. So basically, that's the, all the water that's in the mix that the roots are really sucking up on. Some of these materials that we tested for porosity, they were really dense. You know, they didn't have that air space in them. The thing is, when you put your potting mix in a vessel, you can't pack it in. You have to fill it to the top. Then we have a sort of a routine where we smack it on the tabletop like two or three times. Then we fill it over to the top again and take a knife and just cut off the top. There's no packing. Because once we start packing material, we're, we're forcibly pushing out airspace. So we don't we want to kind of measure the porosity in its sort of natural, relaxed state. You know what I'm saying? And as I say, I put out in my article, and offer to anybody who wants to have material tested, we can do it. Well, all right. Check out Andy's newsletter article with more information about testing soil porosity. Um, I think he goes into great detail about how you could do it yourself. Something to think about when you're trying to sleuth out problems in your transplants. Pull up those plants. Um, look to see how happy your roots are and, and reach out to Andy or any of your extension professionals if you think you have a problem with your media. Finding a local source of organic matter is becoming more and more important to us these days. Uh, so stay tuned on more on how we're handling concerns and problems that come up with compost-based media or other soil amendments. Um, there's always herbicide contamination and soil-borne pathogen inoculum to consider as well. 
So thanks so much to Andy Raiden of University of Rhode Island, and thanks to Jason Lightbound, who wrote and performed our theme music. Informed on IPM is a production of University of New Hampshire Cooperative Extension, an equal opportunity educator and employer. All music is used by permission or by Creative Commons licensing. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the university, its trustees, or its volunteers. Inclusion or exclusion of commercial enterprises in this podcast does not equate endorsement. The University of New Hampshire, New Hampshire counties, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture cooperate to provide extension programming in the Granite State. Learn more at extension.unh.eu. That's right. <laughs> I, I knew that because believe it or not, and you can obviously believe it, we had our New England Vegetable Conference wrap-up meeting last week. Uh-huh. She called from the cruise ship at four in the morning. Of course she did. Of course she did. <laughs>